But can you say, uh, I'm Catherine Robertson and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast? I'm Catherine Robertson and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast. Awesome. Can you also say, um, Birchwood Podcast is brought to you by the Splodcast and Boys Club? Birchwood Podcast is brought to you by the Splodcast and Boys Club. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splood, and I am the host of the Splodcast. But, you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Splodcast. Check it out. Download it, sit down on your ass, crack a Dos Equis, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver right the fuck into you. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it, I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll soup. Hello, I'm comedian Shane Ogden, and this is an advertisement for my podcast, Birchwood. I'm a father, electrician, husband, comedian, show producer, and founder of Chuckles Comedy Club in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Sounds pretty interesting, right? It it isn't. Watch me prove it to you one episode at a time. You see, other podcasts like to focus on things that are interesting. Not me. I've discovered in order to stand out, You have to be the same as everyone. I'm just fucking with you. It's actually pretty interesting. And it's called Birchwood with Shane Ogden. everybody it's birchwood podcast if you haven't done so send me an email birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com and i would be happy to record uh something on the podcast that uh, has your information in it i would like to shout out your business i would like to talk to you about your business i would like to say hello to you young fella it's Shane Ogden, and this is Birchwood Podcast. I really hope you're enjoying this. I, You know, half a dozen episodes in, we've talked to some pretty interesting people, I think. We've gone through Shane Ogden's emotional state. We found out about Shane Ogden's artistic process. 
Probably the only thing I haven't really mentioned to you too much is I'm a licensed electrician. That's right. I've been in the game now with my papers. Sound like I'm an adopted cat. I got my papers so I can be in your home now crawling through your attic. Uh, but not as a cat, as a, a wire monkey. Um, that's what they should call electricians. Wire monkeys. So anyway, this monkey is wired today. I was supposed to start a job. So I got my tools all organized last night. I got really freaking nervous, just like I always do when I get on a new job site. You know, being on a new job site as a construction worker is just like the first day of school. You don't know anybody. You pack your little fucking lunch that you hope nobody makes fun of. Then you go on site and uh, you try to look tough. That's what everybody on that site's doing, just... Tool belt, toothpick in the mouth, you know, just trying to look tough. Oh, don't screw with me, pal, because I'm an alpha male. And, uh, you know, and if you need to be told to fuck off, I can do that for you. That's the look you want to have on your face when you're in construction. So I got my steel toe boots on and uh, my safety vest. I'm work. I'm walking in, I'm, you know, going in to meet the uh, the general. The general contractor, that's the lead man on every site. So anyway, turns out this guy is like the electrical contractor and I was to work for him and they said that he could hire somebody, but not today. So the impression that I got last night on Facebook was that I was to start work today. I was very excited, made the announcement to my family. My girlfriend made a bunch of arrangements with the dogs and with the children and everything is, you know bubbling up, uh, working pretty good. And I get there, I'm all hyped up. I, I'm, uh, I didn't sleep a full eight hours because I was a little nervous, you know, going back to work finally after a long drought of no work. So happy. I had a lot of emotions, you know, happy and looking forward to working because I'm poor now. And my girlfriend is uh, carrying all the weight of the bills. She's my sugar mama. Shout out to Lishi. Thank you for helping me through this time of despair. I said, thank you very much. Thanks, but no thanks, everybody on Facebook. I'm starting a job tomorrow. Well, that was all for nothing because today he told me, yeah, so uh, give, text me your email and your uh, phone number there and I'm going to talk to the general when he gets back. The general's not even on site. I'm not hired and I'm sitting in a parking lot right now, recording this intro. So, that's fine. And that's what we're doing. And uh, that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to continue to do these introductions. And let me reintroduce myself. It's Shane Ogden. I'm a comedian, father, husband, electrician. I'm all kinds of things. I'm, I wear many hats. And hats are important for a bald fella. I uh, am located uh, in St. John, New Brunswick. Now, I'm actually located in Public Landing, New Brunswick, but nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody knows where that is. So we'll, we'll just say the closest city is St. John. And I spend a lot of time in St. John. I went to high school in St. John. So does my son. He goes to the same high school that I go to. He's 16 years old. So he's going through a lot. Remember 16? I sure do. Wow, do I remember. I'm 42. You don't forget that shit, you know. 
you're getting boners all the time, you're probably smoking cigarettes, who knows what he's into, oh man, I hope it's cigarettes, <laughs> I hope for my sake, it's just cigarettes, that's what I tell the kids, get out there and smoke, because you want to do that, it's a fun, great way to pass the time, and if you're nervous, well, it really curbs your nervousness, curbs your appetite, you don't eat as much, you know, it's great, it's great all around, makes you look cool, Oh, you, you can get cancer and die, though. So that's one thing about it. But I don't, I don't preach to kids. I tell the kids, get out there and smoke. Anyway, uh, I am fucking amped today. I'm trying to swear less, and it's not working out. I think I've dropped at least two F-bombs in this intro so far. Now, this is going to be a splicer. This intro is going to be a splicer because I recorded the intro down when I was down in Halifax, and I decided it was a little drab. I think the episodes have been a little drab, a little dreary, a little emotional, a little sad, and I don't want to freaking do that to you uh, all the time, because life is not all bad. There's a lot of good things in life. Not going to work and not really getting to go to work, that's not really the best, but uh, but life is good, man. It's spring has sprung. Here in No Funswick, the the river is rising, baby. We're feeling the effects of the global warming. Shout out to David Suzuki for giving us the heads up for all those years. Too bad we didn't listen, David. We just kept burning the styrofoam and chugging the CO2 and burning that oil. And uh, now we've gotten ourselves into a pickle, haven't we, humanity? Well, enjoy the appending apocalypse. <laughs> And enjoy uh, every every day, every day that you can. Even if we weren't on, on a, a crash course with death, uh, it's important to enjoy every single day, you know? We're getting out there, we're doing it, we're living the lives. And uh, this episode is just about me living my life. Uh, I had a great time down in Halifax. I did five shows. Uh, did I do five shows? One on Wednesday at Beer Lease, which is the... Uh, which is the bar that I performed in, Beerly's House of Blues. However, Catherine Robertson, the OG comic of Halifax that I've known for many years, has been a good friend of mine for many years, she runs a room down there and uh, she runs Beerly's Comedy Nights on a Wednesday. So if you're interested, uh, reach out to Catherine Robertson. Her info is going to be at the end of the show uh, and she'll hook you up with that. So Wednesday night, did that show at Beerly's. It was so much fun. I met new comics. I got reacquainted with uh, some of my old pals like Brittany Campbell down there in the big city doing it. Um, who else did I see? Oh, this kid, Andrew Wiley. Very impressed with Andrew Wiley. Shout out to Andrew Wiley. He is doing it right. He is uh, a new kid on the scene and very green, but... Uh, funny kid. It was fun to see a new, a new person in comedy. And, um, yeah. And so it was a lot of fun. And I met Ryan Freed, really good guy. Uh, he was the uh, feature act, uh, on the weekend, Matt Richardson headlined and, uh, and Catherine Robertson did a guest spot Saturday night. And, uh, I don't know, I think it might've been Sunday morning. No, it was Saturday morning. I uh, did the podcast with Catherine, I believe. That's what, how it happened. I don't know. My memory's all screwed up. All I can tell you is, when I was down in Halifax, I had the greatest time. We had so much fun. And uh, I did the show Wednesday night at Beerlease. Then Thursday, I did Yuck Yucks. And I did the Vapor... No, 
what is it called? The weed lounge? The weed room? The vapor room? I don't know. People smoke weed in that room. They smoke way too much weed. And they have a cat in that room. And I don't think it's good for the cat. Anyway, <laughs> and the cat was sketched out, man. He was like climbing up the chairs and playing with the microphone. At one point, the uh, stoners were passing him around like he was a joint. Um, man, what a weird... To do, you got to do it once. Do a weed room once. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not my thing. I guess I would do it for the stage time, but really I don't prefer it. Although Rick McGray, shout out to Rick McGray. Very nice if you're in Halifax. Uh, he's got some stuff going on. Uh, so he's doing uh, the, the High Life, High Life Social Club. That's what it's called. Um, so you can check that out, Rick McGray, on Facebook. And that's in Halifax. So check it out. The, uh, the High Life Social Club. So I did that Thursday night. So that now I'm up to three shows, right? Wednesday at Beerly's, Thursday at Yuck Yucks, and the High Life Social Club. Friday night uh, did Yuck Yucks, and Saturday night did Yuck Yucks. And I was a little surprised, man. Friday, I would say there was approximately 30 people in the room. I was surprised. Big city like Halifax. I would have thought they would have had that room full. But it could have been just a uh, one-time deal, I guess, or light crowd. I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, but still happy, man. Still happy to perform, no matter the size of the crowd. But Saturday night was the highlight, for sure. And uh, it was a great set. I even got uh, some stuff recorded. It was awesome. I was able to put a little clip on Facebook uh, of one of my jokes. It was great. Um, so I had a great time. What can I say? I, I, I did what I love to do. Um, and, uh, got to interview a couple of people while I was down there. And one of those people was Catherine Robertson. And, um, that's what this episode is. That's features her. So that's her interview. And, um, yeah, I got other little snippets in this interview another little, or snippets in this, um, podcast, little goodies for you. Um, lots of fun, lots of fun doing what I love to do. And, uh, yeah, so that's it, I guess. Right. Let's do it. Let's do the podcast. Oh, so this is a splicer. Like I was saying, uh, the first part uh, of the intro is this, what I'm saying to you right now. And then it's going to splice over into the rest of the intro that was supposed to be the full intro, right? So this is a, a puzzle piece intro, just cobbled together with care by uh, the Mirror Comedy Shane Ogden. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you do... Give me a shout out, man. Uh, Birchwood Podcast on Facebook. You can like the page. And Birchwood Podcast at gmail.com if you want to say howdy doody. <laughs> Please do so. And uh, yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to mention uh, my friend Erin Scott wrote in and uh, she is in Calgary. So I have listeners in Calgary, including Erin Scott and uh, my sister Wendy. So I do have people out west listening to this show. Wherever you are uh, listening from, thank you for listening to this show. I appreciate it. And uh, if you know anybody, share it. Share this podcast. Let them know, hey, there's this uh, uh, really great podcast. And smile when you say it so they believe you. And, uh, you know, who cares if you're lying, right? Just help me out. Um <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Is it pretty good? I don't know. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. Is this just a steaming pile of shit or am I on the right track here? I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. But anyway, the, I've, I've gabbed too much. This has been my Achilles heel my whole life. Just shut up, Shane. Just get it started. Here we go. 
this was part one of the intro, and now get ready for part two of the intro. Yeah, another banger coming your way. Man, this is what my life is missing right now. This kind of music on a street, Spring Garden Road in Halifax, man. Just did two shows, and it felt amazing. Ah, this is the city, man. This is the city life. Crazy. Windy. It's a person on a bike right now with a headlight that I'm pretty sure only stays on if he's pedaling. Like a mechanical uh, action for a illuminary reward. Wow, those are some words. Oh man, this is the greatest. This is how life should be. Just doing stuff, busy, happy. Oh, do I miss the road. Fuck all that though, I love my family, you know. Can't be on the road and be with your family, so. I only like to taste this life once in a while. Just a taste. Looking for a yellow cab. There's a lot of cabs. And none have been yellow so far. I've been sent a text saying I will be picked up. That's clearly how it works here in the busy city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Wow. Look at this place. <laughs> There's a police van. It says Halifax Police on the side of it. Oh my god, I think it's just a van to put inebriated people in and drive them to jail. Or the drunk tank, I think. God damn, I see a homeless guy. Or he's just looking for his keys. I'm not sure if he's homeless or just in, in the moment not. Looking like he has a home, but maybe he has several homes. Who knows? All right. Halifax. This is a lot of fun. There's a man with his headphones on. Big headphones, double his earmuffs. Them beats keeping him warm, son. Oh, yeah. There's lots of cars. There's a lady running. A younger lady. Oh, she's trying to catch the bus. And the bus is gone. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, it sucks so bad. There's a Korean man smoking next to the wall. Big guy got out of his car with a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey on. He's okay, though. There's no competing team in this city. Hey, how you doing? God, can't get enough of this jazz music. There's some people coming out of an alley, smoking. Now they're smoking after their smoke. There's a gentleman that just walked out of here with a bag of McDonald's. Looks exactly like Tiger Woods. I shit you not. Wow, bus 98. What's it say? Greyhound Father Fatherby? Greystone Fatherby? Greystone. Fatherby. I guess those are places in Halifax. Or the Halifax greater area. 
No apologies, man. I know I'm not saying everything perfect, but I am not a perfect person. And I am in not a perfect city, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Doing several shows. There's a lady with a lot of hair, it seems to be tall. Wow. You see everything here, man. This is crazy. Where the fuck is this cab? Hey, I think that's my first big city problem. Where the fuck is my cab? Okay, okay, Halifax isn't a big city. I'm not saying that. It's still big, but not relative to Toronto or Montreal. Still no cab. I could have walked home twice by now. But I hang on to the faith that yellow cab does exist. <laughs> I'm in downtown Halifax. And like, I'm pretty sure a walk to the West End. That's a few blocks from here, man. Could be uncomfortable. Here I still have the warmth of McDonald's to, if I want it. I've been standing outside because of this beautiful atmosphere jazz music and uh, all all different people from all walks of life yeah it's lots of fun here we're having a good time just waving to people waiting for a cab I see a couple cabs just a little bit further away from McDonald's than I would like I'll see if one of them will take me to the hotel. It'll be fun. Now there's a car moving that turned off its headlights and is continuing to move. Okay, this is some kind of pub people have been coming out of. It's like a pub restaurant. I don't know what the fuck. It's crazy. I don't have a... Oh, wait, I do have a lighter. I rarely have a lighter. No, I, no, I actually do. I just got kicked out of the back for sticking up for my friend. Oh, shitty. Hang on, it's somewhere in this mess. I'll find it. I'm trying to get No, no. No, it's not. If I can just find what pocket I put it. There you go. You're welcome. So I'm recording my podcast, Birchwood, because that's a trailer park I live in. And I wonder, wondered if you wanted to be my very first street interview guest. Sure, let's do it. So you got kicked out of a bar for defending your friends. Yeah, because my friend was trying to get picked up, and the bartender didn't want, like... My friend yeah. didn't want the bartender, so he kicked me out of the bar. Oh my god, that's crazy. Please There's a lot of drama. There's no video. Look, it's just recording audio. Yeah. Yeah. So I got kicked out by three bouncers. Oh my god. You're, but you're a lady. It shouldn't take three I bouncers know. to take and you down. Like, but I maybe you're a tough I lady, right? I didn't want to leave, but I'm yeah. tough. But <laughs> I didn't even want to leave, but... Yeah. That happens, though. When a bartender gets their feelings hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of soft bartenders out there. Well, I'm glad you def- went down swinging for your friends, Well, anyway. I didn't swing, but I would have. Yeah. Five years ago, I would have. Yeah, well, just true tough lady style. So I'm glad that you defended your friend. Now we're, well, now what are you going to do? you got to get home, or are you going to wait for your friends uh, to come out? Go, no, I'm going home. If they were your friends, they'd go with you. I don't even know if they knew I got home or got kicked out. Shitty, man. Hey, so do you listen to podcasts at all? I do. Okay, so this is one way to remember my podcast. It's called Birchwood. So if you think of like a birch tree, 
Can you remember birch trees? Birch wood. I'm not called. that fucked up. Like, no, no, I, I want, but I want you to hear your own interview. Listen, yeah. I listened to all the local podcasts, so. Nice, nice. Here you go. Yeah, awesome. Birch, I'm a big fan of birch wood. Birch wood. Hi, birch tree. Birch wood. <laughs> birch tree. <laughs> See, I you know. don't have to be fucked up not to remember. I know, but I am a little fucked up. <laughs> it's always good to be a little fucked up, man. It's nice to meet you. You too. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hey. I think everybody in this town wears headphones. Hey, how you doing? Good. Five shows in one week for me is... A lot to jump back into. I haven't really done that since 2007. What's that been, 12 years? It's been a lot. And I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm super pumped that I still got more shows on the horizon. Uh, April 20th, I'm doing uh, Chuckles Comedy Club in St. John. And April, no, May 10th, I'm doing the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour in Ross, A. New Brunswick. And... June 7th, the best, of comedy, the best of New Brunswick Comedy Tour is going to Fredericton. So, um, with all of that said, there are lots of shows coming up. Uh, the no shortage of chances for me to be funny. I've got another chance to be funny tonight. So this is Saturday night in Halifax. Very excited to take the stage. I'm hosting the show and uh, trying to show the club manager that I can easily host, close, middle... Or uh, in any capacity, but be part of any comedy show. Um, <clears throat> so excited about this episode. I talked to my good friend, Catherine Robertson. Catherine and I go way back. Um, she is a staple of the Halifax comedy scene. She's one of the OGs here. People know her. And um, she runs a room called Beerly's House of Blues and Ribs. Comedy night. I'm not sure exactly what they call it. If it's just Beerly's comedy or... Anyway, um, we did the show and it was fun. It was on a Wednesday night. I don't. I think it's always on a Wednesday night. I'm not sure if it's the last Wednesday uh, of the month or... Well, that's stupid to say because it's not the end of the month, is it? fucking day is it no i want to know if it's the first wednesday of every month or if it's every two weeks or monthly or weekly i'm not sure maybe it's weekly anyway maybe i should have asked Catherine that <laughs> oh what a nightmare this is going off the rails but uh that's okay i heard you guys like it raw um somebody told me that i think it was your mother anyway <laughs> I am going to def definitely get rid of this intro. Um, or keep it. Uh, oh, I'll tell you a quick story before I wrap this up. I <laughs> I saw a guy last night. Uh, my buddy Matt Richardson was recording his set. And he had this little clip on thing that clips to the table. And then it's got this long bendy arm. And it's to hold your cell phone while you record yourself on stage. And uh, <laughs> I went to the dollar store. I, I talked to the guy. And I said, hey, I'm looking for the bendy thing that holds a cell phone. He goes, 
all our cell phone stuff's over there. And he points to the rack. And I'm like, cool, thanks, man. And um, I didn't see it. But I saw something similar. It's uh, like a suction cup you stick to your dashboard that will hold a cell phone. So I thought, you know, I could maybe do that. And then I thought, oh, it's too low. So then I'm looking all around the dollar store here in Halifax on Spring Garden Road. The Dollarama. Shout out to Dollarama. Dollarama, be my sponsor for Birchwood Podcast. Anyway, um, I go in, I get this, and and I'm like picking it up. I'm like, this isn't good enough. I knew right away. I'm like, you know, it's good on your dash if you're, uh, I don't know why you'd have your cell phone on your dash, I guess, for your GPS. But it's not going to work on a table. It's going to be too short. You know, audience members are going to, you're going to be recording people's backs. So so what can I do? They don't have the clip-on thing that my, my buddy Matt has, so... I got a uh, paper towel dispenser and I t- unscrewed this thing and took it apart and then it had a little uh, set screw and dial mechanism that I was able to tighten onto the paper towel rack and I made a, a, I made a cell phone tripod, man. I was so proud of myself. I tested it in the dollar store. People were looking at me strange like they always do because I'm a little different if you, if you know me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I made a perfect tripod. I was so proud. So I was standing in the line. Uh, the lineup was very long. Uh, this is a bigger city than where I'm from, so more people here. And uh, got through the lineup, and behind the cashier, I saw the bendy clip thing. So it was just what I needed, and all of this... Stuff that I had in my arms, the paper towel dispenser and the now pulled apart dash cam uh, clip on suction cup thing. Uh, I was like, I don't need this stuff anymore. And the lady was like, what? I'm like, I need that thing. And I got the, I got the thing. But I was still very proud that I was able to piece together a makeshift tripod for my my cell phone for recording. So I got the alligator clip bendy uh, thing that Matt has. Now I'm one of the cool kids and I can record my set tonight and hopefully I'll make some people laugh and be able to stick that up on YouTube. It probably won't go that way because it probably won't be good enough or I won't know how to edit the fucking thing. But, you know, this is the life. This is the life I'm living. So um, why don't you sit back, grab a beer, and... Enjoy this episode of Birchwood Podcast featuring my good friend, Catherine Robertson. Also, they have something else now, guys. They sell ice in the liquor store. Now, you guys aren't excited about this, baby. I'm very excited about this because I stay in a lot of hotels that are not fancy enough to have ice machines. So, I was like, oh, man, you sell ice now. And that's when the man said, yes, which kind would you like? We have two. How the fuck is there two kinds of ice, sir? Ice is frozen water. But I knew I was in for an explanation, and oh boy, did I get one. Because then he tells me, oh yeah, we, you know, we've got the regular stuff, but then we've got the perfect cube, and with this whiskey you just drink it here, you just want the perfect cube. Now I'm going to slow that down for you guys. You just want the perfect cube. Yuz is a distinctly New Brunswick term that is used to refer to any number of people of any gender at any given time. 
They are extremely progressive this way. But if you look for it in a dictionary, you're not going to find it. It's not a fucking word. So he proceeds to tell me way more about the perfect cube than I ever want to know, uh, which I'll explain to you guys. One, uh, it has a larger surface area, so it's not going to water down my drink. I'm like, oh, cool, sir, we have never met. That is not going to be a problem for me. I will take the shards at the bottom of the cooler, and that will do just fine. And then he tries to throw more weird science at me, because he's like, and here's the thing, there's no oxygen in the perfect cube. How is that possible? Water is H2O. That's what the fucking O is for, dude. And he's like, so it's not going to interfere with the complex flavors of this whiskey you've selected. Like, complex flavors, sir? This bottle came from the bottom shelf of your establishment. It's the only one on sale this week that has a free sample attached. <laughs> Didn't pick this for the nuanced flavors, okay? Also, you know what I'm gonna go back and mix this with at my hotel? Tap water and tears, alright? Get the fuck out of here if you're perfect here. Alright, you guys are fantastic. You don't know the rest of your show. Have a great night. So that yeah, here we are. Catherine Robertson. Yes. You are a comedian and you live in Halifax. Yeah, I've been here for yeah, too many years, 17 years. I know, and we know each other. We do, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> How, when did we meet? Like 2007. Really? So that's yeah. been 12 years? Mm -hmm. So this has been a 12-year friendship. It has. Nice. I have not... Um, I've been busy with Chuckles. Yeah. And um, there's a whole history of, you know wanting to book you and not being able to book you and booking you when it was Shane Ogden Presents yeah. <laughs> and then not being able to book you for a while. I think we tried to book you, but the offer wasn't right. Yeah. And then um, and then we did get you down. Yes. And I wasn't there. I know. I know. <laughs> of course. Of course that's how the time would go. But I did have a fantastic time. Did you? Oh, absolutely. I, look, there's a picture on the wall, on the wall <laughs> of fame with you in it. And um, it looks like you're ha happy. <laughs> and I, I was like, I okay. I just looked at the club wall, the wall of fame, and I went, oh, my, my friend Catherine looks like she had a good time here. And I was not here. Damn it. Um, and I'm not even going to give you a hard time, but where you hung the picture, or how you framed the picture, or what labels you put on the picture. No. No, I'm just happy the picture's there. That's, that's, that's all something that our mutual friend would, uh, would do. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing a podcast with her, actually. Just like, here, just put it all on the record. <laughs> it would get a lot of clicks. Yeah. You, you want this friendship to go into year 13? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. There's all kinds of different personalities in comedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I, ho I hope that you'll come back to the club more often. We did a show last night together. Yes. At Beerleys. Yeah. That's a club that you run. Or not a club, but a, a bar that you've been at for a lot of years. That that was your regular place that you hung out. Oh, totally. I mean, that was uh, the neighborhood living room, right? When I lived in the neighborhood. And, um, you know, I mean, I've grown up doing comedy and hanging out there. The two are very intermixed for me. Uh, and also, I don't know if you realize this, but my old roommate actually started that show nine years ago. I did not know that. Yeah. So he's in Vancouver. So that's been going, Beerleys has been going for nine years. Yep. So this is Beerley's House of Blues in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and you 
uh, just happened to live close to there and just hung out there. What, you ate there? You... <laughs> They, uh, they kept me going in uh, $3 plates of french fries for a couple of years. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that was dinner. Yeah. Well, grocery stores, uh, they, there's just, you weren't going to go down there. You were just, you'd no. rather have a plate of fries. Yeah, I don't want to cut into the beer budget chain. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, that's cool. And um, so this, I didn't, I didn't realize that it had been going as a comedy room because it, it's been a jazz and blues room forever. It's like, yeah, it's I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's world famous. But it's definitely famous, like, when I talk to people that are non-comedians yep. about beer lease, they go, oh, man, they have great music. Like, it's always been a popular spot in, in the music side. Mm-hmm. But now, nine years ago, your roommate started it as a comedy room. Yep. Why did she do that? It was, she, was she he, a comedian? He, actually. He? Yes. Okay. No. Sorry, I assumed <laughs> his gender. That was very wrong of me to do. Well, she's a girl, so she must have a girl roommate. I, I don't... Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It was a, a stereotype or a gender <laughs> assumption. What is it? Yeah, I, I, I'm too old to be woke. <laughs> Are you? I don't know. Just, just in an age where like I could be like one eye open. <laughs> yeah, I, tr- I really try though. Yeah, okay. Like I'm. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm a different guy than I was twelve, ten, eight years ago. Yep, totally. Um, some of that has been because of. Uh, the pushback on some of my social media posts has really made me a lot of people say oh it's it's bad to read the comments but actually it's been good for me to be introspective and to look at myself in the mirror and go okay like maybe maybe that was ignorant what i said or you know so but it's it's been a hard transition for me because i grew i didn't realize how horrible the people were that i grew up around just in terms of their attitudes sure. towards women and different cultures and stuff like that. And until you get into that environment, you know, you don't really feel any difference, right? You don't know any different. Exactly. It's just what you become accustomed to. Exactly. Like, even today, when I was standing in front of the lobby, I was waiting for you, and I saw this lady walking, and she looked approximately like you from a distance. I think I need glasses. <laughs> and as she got closer... Her husband was with her, and her husband was giving me the stank eye, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Like, and then I, re- you know, he was black, so I, I was just like, "Oh, did I just do something racist by assuming that his wife was you?" And then, because I was staring at her, trying to identify her as you, and then not knowing the husband was there, did he think that I didn't think that he was the husband based on race? Like, all these things go through my mind. I think you're really overthinking this. <laughs> well, I am. I am because I do want to be better. Right. And uh, there aren't many of me. <laughs> like, really, like, there aren't many people who are actively trying to be better. No, one they they, they die on their hill. <laughs> Which, and again, I totally identify with that because, like, I'm definitely in a mode of, like... Also trying to just become like, I don't know, Robertson 2.0, like the more evolved version. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's good to do that. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of years have gone by and we have not really had that much contact. No. But it doesn't feel like anything is different. Well, it feels like a lot has changed, but nothing's different. Exactly. Well, I mean, I guess life changes, right? Like, you know both of us busier with our own things at home and all that so that probably is a lot of it I don't know if you find that too but it's so easy once you get to a certain point in life like 
oh yeah, I was totally gonna write that person a message or pick up the phone or whatever, and then like three weeks go by, and yeah, then another three weeks go by, right? Yeah, and and three weeks go by in a blink, as opposed to oh, I got that gig in three weeks and I can't wait. You oh know? yeah. And when I came, okay, so we knew each other because of Yuck Yucks in Moncton mm-hmm. and Yuck Yucks in Halifax. So yes. the comedy clubs in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, and Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada are relatively close together. Like, they're a three-hour drive apart. Yep. And then, so you had a New Brunswick connection. Yeah, well, I grew up in Moncton. So, um... Yeah, and at the time, my mother was living right around the corner from that Yuck Yucks. So I, it was great because, you know, starting out in comedy, it was easy easier for me than a lot of other people to go up and do that club also, in addition to doing Halifax Club. And uh, so, I mean, that's where, you know, you and I hung out there just as much as Halifax, um, you know, because I could hop in the car and I could go do a weekend of guest spots. And what years were those, do you remember, well, with Moncton? Was, Moncton opened... Uh, end of 2006, and it closed March of 2008. Okay, so there was still like a two-year window there where we had a comedy club in New Brunswick. Yeah. And when it closed, I still came to Halifax sometimes. Yep. Yeah. We're great, man. Thanks Thank for asking. Awesome. It's awesome. He's so great. I know. Yeah, and for the listeners, uh, there was a guy at the hotel and uh, we didn't know if they had coffee and we really wanted coffee and so we asked them if they had coffee they did indeed have Starbucks coffee and uh, they and he didn't charge us it was very nice he's also one of the fantastic servers at Yuck Yucks and his name is Logan so shout out to Logan shout out to Logan (laughs) (laughs) Logan doesn't even know that he's on Birchwood (laughs) (laughs) that's alright so I got in trouble with Yuck Yucks when was that? I gotta think it was around 2009. No, maybe even 2010. Had I. Do you remember the last time I was at Halifax Yuck Yucks? Well, it was after Ramona was born, because I remember you being here. Uh, I saw her when she was a baby. Yeah, and that would have been 2011. She's such a sweet baby. She still is, right? Oh, I'm yes. gonna get to meet her. You will, absolutely. Awesome. Except instead of a baby, she is like chin height to me. She's a chin height. <laughs> yeah. How old is she? Eight. Eight. Wow. She's only a year younger than my daughter. I know, right? Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Is she your best friend? Yeah, absolutely. Except, oh, for, awesome. except for when we're not because I have to be mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a weird thing between mothers and daughters. Like, my girlfriend and her mother will fight. Right. They will fight. Not always, but when they fight, they fight. And it's yeah. a real fight. I've never had a fight like that with a man. It's psychological warfare. It's crazy. <laughs> And then I'll get in the middle and go, come on, guys, hug it out. You know, your mom and, and daughter, you love each other. And then they'll turn on me. Like, yes. don't stick your nose in here. <laughs> and then that's when you learn an important lesson that sometimes a man needs to mind his own business. Yes. And sometimes is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but you only learn these things through experience. Yes, it's yeah, true. Yeah. And then sometimes you need somebody to point it out for you. That's right. You yeah. know, like I recently explained, well, we had one of these arguments in my own living room that went from, you know, a me and Ramona thing to a Ramona and Brent, my partner thing, and then it was just an everybody thing. And then, uh, whenever it was, and of course it's always been stupid with an eight-year-old. Right. So, it was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't touch her knee that hard or whatever it was. And then that, of course, just made her more angry. Right. It was like, look... I can't stress this enough. 
that telling a woman what you think she feels is never a good idea. It, you know what? In my experience, it hasn't been good. See? No. Okay. <laughs> that's that's all that trying to improve stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I got in trouble. So I was here when Ramona was young. So yeah. how old would she have been now? I think she was walking. Well, I think she was like just stumbling around like she she could not walk very far without falling or yeah, something. Yeah, so I think you maybe came like you came in, did you do some shows with, with Nikki maybe then? Possibly. Yeah, because that's sort of the, one of the last ones I really remember watching you do. So I'm trying to put it, so, so let's say Ramona was two. Yeah. For just to guess. Yes, yeah, so I mean we're How old is she now? She's seven. She's no, eight. eight. So six years ago? 2013. So 2013. So yeah, maybe maybe 2013, 2012, 2013 was the last time I was here. Yeah. Which is really shorter of a time than I thought. Well, it's funny how as we get older, time is both shorter and longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It, it bleeds into everything else, and you don't really know what happened when. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting talking to um, my mother and my sister, because I asked them questions about my life, yeah. and I got different answers. And then I have a memory. So you throw that all into the mix and you come up with an approximation, but you can never really nail it. No, it's true, because we all frame our memories the way we frame them. Yeah, that's right. That's It's crazy. It's really interesting. So I got in trouble um, because I called them in, uh, in Toronto and I asked uh, Tony Crollo, um, shout out to Tony, that it said, you know, can I get booked? And um, he said, no, I'm sorry, you can't. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, you know, you're doing your own thing now. So, sorry. And that was the last I heard from Yak Yaks um, since 2207, or 2012, 2013. And then um, it was literally radio silence for six years. And the way it came back was they were having a hard time. Well, I had been petitioning uh, 2017 and forward to get back on the Yuck Yuck stage. Mm -hmm. And I wrote Breslin many emails. And our back and forth was basically an argument, a very polite argument, about whether or not I was competition because I had done Shane Ogden Presents and set up Chuckles Comedy Club. And so there was some some argument of whether or not I was actually a competitor. But Stephen Burns at St. John Yuck Yucks was sold out. I was sold out simultaneously. Same time, yeah. same weekend, different comics, same city. Yep. <clears throat> However, I was east side of the city. He was uptown. Mm-hmm. And very different groups go uptown and go to the east side like east side's more blue collar that sort of thing and uptown is like the more woke uh, you know up city uh, what do you call them like um, socialites you know oh yeah and very hipstery now. Hi- hipstery so it was very different audiences and the, the city was big enough to sustain two clubs so I said to him you know like made the cheeseburger analogy like Wendy's doesn't close just because McDonald's opens up yeah, and yeah. if we're using this analogy I said really in the grand scheme of things I'm a hot dog cart compared to you <laughs> you know he's got you know 15 clubs across the country yeah. I, I've got one 
and that was created well the foundations of it were created when there was no yucks in town exactly so he eventually relented and let me do uh, a spot at the St. John Yuck Yucks. Unfortunately, the club closed before that came to fruition. But I was slated to middle there. <laughs> so that that's the whole Shane Upton story. <laughs> My life has just been pain. <laughs> pain rhymes with Shane, maybe that's what. But seriously, it's been nothing but pain. From day one, like from when I was six and my dad dropped dead on the floor mm -hmm. until now has been pain. But the one blessing is I've never quit. Yeah. I've always scratched my way out of it. It's just my, I feel like I get dropped in these holes and it's a long climb to the surface. But that's only, you know, developed more perseverance in you. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely got really thick skin. Yeah. Um, um, like there's a guy made a Facebook comment about how my uh, post wasn't that funny or something, and I, I was like, I was like, perfect. I give three sweet shits. Normally, I only give two. <laughs> so I've developed not only this thick skin, but this humor yeah. that I and that this joy that when I do see people like you, that I'm. I'm very close with, we're friends, we've been friends for a lot of years. I really savor those friendships, like I really appreciate them because I know how many new fresh assholes are just around the corner <laughs> waiting to snipe me out. And I feel like when I meet you or Brett Martin or any of my comedy friends, yeah. that I'm in a safe place. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, would you not be shocked if, if I said something to hurt your feelings or you know what I mean oh yeah no that would be super weird yeah <laughs> and that's why it's so good to see friends exactly and I find too and I'm sure you guys find this too like having you know gotten that much older like I just value that more and more yes and I have the value less. goes way through the roof yeah and then I have way less energy for the uh, you know peripheral acquaintances and stuff like that right? yeah yeah but you you seem like I saw you on stage last night and you seem 1,000% more comfortable with who you are like as a performer yeah. it just seems like you're like look I'm, I'm doing this you know material up here and you're you know this is funny you're gonna laugh and this is what's happening right now like you seem very matter of fact about it whereas when you were a younger performer it seemed like there was some question whether like, like as if you were going to Oh, you know, present something and I hope you like it. Now it's just like, I'm presenting this. It is funny. Like, you look very confident. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I have started to feel that way, like, more in the last couple of years. I think too, It shows. I think, too, having, you know, given up the day job, which was a whole separate, unrelated thing, um, but now having, you know, spent, like, the last 18 months where, you know, comedy is my really only source of income, um, it has like brought like a legitimacy to it in a way, right? Yeah. Because like you do have to say no, I am doing this, and you do need to take things more seriously, and uh, you know, kind of call bullshit when you need to on like little things. Like, you know, you're not gonna work for free all the time if you're trying yep. to go of it. Yep, like exactly. Yeah. I'm just gonna put this up here. Yeah. Um. Just because when you do that. Oh yes. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. So. Yeah, I wasn't here for a long, long time, and um, coming back, I was really nervous. Like, I was nervous to do your room. Had you ever done Barely's before? Like, Never. You? No, okay, I didn't think so. 
And I never thought of it in the context of comedy because that was where we all went after the show to hang out. Oh, exactly. There's nothing about that room that made me go, oh, I can't wait to let my hair down and perform in here. Like, what? This is not a good place to perform. <laughs> but it was a good place to perform. It was very, it was very, um, in classic Beerly style, you know, it's the type of place that doesn't look all that welcoming, but is actually a great place to be in the city. Exactly. It's got a love, like it's got this um, ugly layer, but deep down, like is actually a pretty decent place to meet up with friends. And like I saw Brittany Campbell there last yeah. night, and um, I met that kid Andrew Wiley. Yep, he did great. I interviewed him. I I'm, thought that's what you were doing. I'm going to put a little snippet in of one of the... Nice. Yeah, like this, this segment will be very long but the other segments of little bumpers and stuff like that yeah. I'm trying to record everything I do cool yeah it's it's also like um, trying trying to forget that the recorder's there and and uh, also just not judge whether or not something is entertaining and it's also hours of editing right. so in true Shane fashion, anything that I do is probably way more work than it needs to be. <laughs> That's always been. <laughs> Wait, uh -huh. let's do the Shane Ogden checklist. Is it hard? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So far, so good. <laughs> Will it fail? Probably. Okay, check, check, check. Two checks now. <laughs> Will others see it and mercilessly make fun of it? Yes, most definitely. Okay, the three check marks are in. That's a Shane Ogden production. <laughs> uh, some things don't change. Yeah, some things never will. But I love being here, man. I love being back. I just love being on the road. I really do. Well, it's it's where my feeling. heart is, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I guess I could have done some more independent stuff, and, and I have a little bit. Like, I opened for James at the Moncton Theater there, and I came up here to do this and yep. I went to uh, Kentville did the Sove uh, oh, extravaganza yes. yeah. that's a that's a good little gig it's it fun is. yeah and you've done it yep yeah nice. I'll be back uh, in June I think did you ever go axe throwing when you were there no I did not you must so good maybe I'll uh, wait and see how the show goes <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so much fun Splute and I went high oh amazing oh it was great we got up to the door, and he's like, dude, we are way too high to throw axes. And I'm like, nope, we are the perfect amount of high to throw axes. <laughs> we go inside, and Splude, like, throws a bullseye immediately. Like, he doesn't even listen to the instructors. He grabs an axe out of a milk crate, throws it, hits a perfect bullseye. The instructors were, like, shocked. And they go, have you done this before? And he goes... Doesn't this strike you as kind of stupid? Like that's, and then they go, "What?" And uh, he's like, "Have you done this before?" And he's like, "Well, you know, one time a porcupine was getting into my deer apples. I threw and hit it with a machete, but uh, you know, it's just like mercilessly a man. Like wow. he is so alpha. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, mm -hmm. and you don't see it coming because he's this little short bulldog guy. But yeah. it, my God, you want to talk about laugh? Like, and I'm pretty sure I left like." part of my insides in Kentville laughing so hard man I couldn't even breathe but I had a great time there and um, where's the other place in Nova Scotia we did I did Kentville oh uh, Lunenburg oh Andrew's show yeah, yeah that's a great oh, show oh man 
Andrew Vaughn, anytime you want me to go to Lunenburg. I could go and be the mayor in Lunenburg. <laughs> I, I, could, I could stay forever at that place. It's like, it's like a little mini St. John's Newfoundland with all the little jelly bean colored houses of right by the water. And yeah, yeah, and depending on which room you get, you can uh, climb out onto the roof at night and you can drink a beer and sit on top of the roof and perfect. Blue nose. Because it, it also runs in the summer, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do that in a heartbeat again. Yeah, Again, no. me and Splood went down there. We did so. Splood and I have been to two Nova Scotia road gigs. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What else, What other road gigs are there in Nova Scotia? Uh, I see Scott Belford's putting together some stuff now. Um, he's of course yeah. hardest working man in show business. Right. Move over, James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the Belf is coming. Congratulations to Scott Belford. He just got engaged, by the way. Yes. Shout out to Scott. Yeah, so we do like a lot of brewery, like microbrew type stuff. Uh, I've noticed that that's popping up, and that's becoming more popular not just in Nova Scotia, but around the country. Totally. Microbreweries. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, that's where my, the other show I host is at a microbrew in Dartmouth, and I just started hosting that just a couple months ago. Nice. And uh, it's more like a monthly kind of thing, um, but it's nice because it's, uh, you know, it's obviously a more sort of sophisticated show than Barely's. It's not, you know... It's not amateurs. It's it's all kind of more skewed towards pro, right? Um, and it's you know, it's another paid gig for all the local comics, which is really great. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I I am going to talk to Julie about getting you down. I would love to come back. Yeah. 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 Um, that was also another great thing about this trip was I get to meet people like Andrew Wiley and you know just get to know how people are doing. I, look, I saw Andrew Vaughn on stage last night. I couldn't believe like. I think that guy's just getting better and better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's on a mission. Oh, he is. No, Andrew's one of my favorites, and, he, and he's a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. I like him very much. I don't think I'll ever be close to him. That's hard to achieve. <laughs> no, I think that's by design. I think maybe he there's some pain behind there. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's not different than a lot of us. Oh, you know? no. So that almost makes me want to be his friend more, like... Is like it's weird because I see him and uh, Travis and and Dan and I'm just like, hey guys, I'm part of the club and it's like, and then five minutes that I'm laughing hysterically. I'm like, wait, I'm not part of this club. <laughs> this is this is that's like the trifecta. Those three are really like. Um, I don't think I'm as funny as they are, but I enjoy their company. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I thoroughly love those guys, and, and working with with any of those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I'm like the Elaine to their like male Seinfeld counterparts. You know? Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like I just get to pop in once in a while, like, hey guys. Yeah, nice. That's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. I'm also their Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you like the who who is around Halifax for comedians? So. I don't really know the scene anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of like... Chanel's kind of bowed out. Seems like it, yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's myself, Andrew, Dan, Travis, like those would be... And Andrew Evans, like those would be the most senior people here in Halifax. And Belf. Yep. Yep. I but Belf you. isn't really hanging or what? Is he doing the On, bars or... I think the thing is he's just so busy. I think right. that's why I kind of forget that he's that he's living here Because he does travel. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, I mean, he's, he's such a hard worker and total road dog, right? So. Yeah. Well, he calls us like every month like, hey guys, just wondering, <laughs> just touching base. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like we, we, tr- we try to give him all the work we can. But as you know, 
there's so many people. Yeah. There's only a limited amount of shows. Yeah, and you got to keep the variety up too. Like. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because you guys do actually seem like you get a fair number of returning customers. We do. Yeah, a lot of people, and that's building up relationships. No, absolutely. You know, that's awesome. Um, like we have a guy in a wheelchair who regularly comes. You can't get into the other club with a wheelchair. Exactly. Little things. Yeah. And then there's uh, this couple that just um, really enjoyed it. And so, you know, we, they'd be like, oh, we really love the show and all that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, here's a free upgrade. You can get into VIP next time. And then they get up into VIP and they're like, oh, we, we want to do this all the time. So now they pay the extra money to be in VIP section and then they're like you know what I think Karen and, and Doug would really like this and so they invited their neighbors and now their neighbors come every month that's amazing you know so and it's you know my sister always comes mm-hmm. with her friends so now <clears throat> it over time like all these people in groups like they're like okay well you know call us and like we can't come this month we really want you to know that we love it and we're coming next month we promise and like and we're just like, wow, like we really are friends with our customers, you know? Yeah, no, that's really amazing. <clears throat> this is the problem with expanding Chuckles, mm-hmm. is that you really need um, people who care about comedy on the ground, like boots on the ground. Yeah. And I tried to expand actually in Fredericton with Troy, mm-hmm. but Troy was like, hey, you know what would be great if I just did it? And I was like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really need me. But I think it was Shane Ogden Presents that I was trying to expand. Right. Right. And uh, all I wanted at that time was just for it to be Shane Ogden Presents, and then he would reap all the benefits. Yeah. And then I would reap the benefit of having my name out there. Right. But unfortunately, and, for, and fortunately for Troy, um, you know, it's become this thing, this separate thing. He's, he's active again. He, yeah. he wasn't active for a long time because of legal issues with uh, the exhibition grounds. Oh, okay. I think, I, I don't really know, but he keeps his cards pretty close to his chest, but I'm pretty sure what he was trying to illustrate was the damage that they had done to his business. Okay. And also, simultaneously, there were some hotel renovations. Right. But he was, there was not a show for many months. No. Anyway, so um, I'm back. On his, in his show, he's got um, some bar that he's doing now. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So you should call him. Yeah, no, I did notice that. That's one thing I have to get better at is uh, the time I take between saying, I should call that person to actually calling that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so what I did was I put together the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an idea of like just packaging something to sell to people like if I put Shane Ogden on a poster I'm like okay tonight live comedian Shane Ogden that's great who's Shane Ogden but if I put the best of New Brunswick comedy tour people are like oh well are they really the best and yeah. this will be good won't it maybe and, but it's a name it's a title it's a it's a product to exactly. sell more easily right so yeah I'm, I'm like a marketing guy and as a matter of fact with my little Facebook ads and stuff <coughs> I make little videos now. I don't know if you've seen yes. them. So, I, I'm really thinking of a future where I get into marketing. Where where I take, like, local businesses and <coughs> and build a social media presence for them. Yeah. So, you know, if I keep my rates low and... Exactly. That's kind of the... 
niche market, I want a corner. You That's know, cool. s- small businesses that maybe they don't have thousands of dollars for an advertising budget, right. but maybe they have hundreds. Yep. Yeah, and showing them like what they can, you know, make the most of that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my, that's one of my things. See, I don't believe in this uh, Libra, Gemini, Scorpio bullshit. <laughs> but one time I read that Gemini's are good starters, but they're not good finishers. Mm-hmm. So I've been notoriously starting all these things and then just walking away, and it's like spaghetti hitting the wall. Some of it sticks, and most of it falls on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Ramona is eight now, mm-hmm. your daughter Ramona, and you're a mom. You've been a mom, and you're mo- you, that's it. So no plans. To, Ramona is it. Ramona, Ramona is definitely it. <laughs> definitely it. Nice. Yeah, actually, uh, for April Fools, uh, Brent had the wonderful idea that uh, we should uh, prank her by telling her that I was pregnant and she was going to have a baby brother. Nice. And of course, first I'm like. I don't think that's the type of subject matter you should joke about because there's that little tempting fate thing, right? <laughs> but anyway, so of course Brent brings it up anyway, and I'm already just like staring daggers like, don't, don't do this. <laughs> and uh, and then of course Audi comes, and the look on her face was amazing because she genuinely wasn't sure whether or not it was true for a second. Right. And then uh, as soon as I told her, like, no, absolutely not. Just, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would have been awful. <laughs> She's agreeing. That would be awful. She doesn't want a sibling. No, no, she does not. No. But I was She's like, only child over here. This is awesome. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I was an only child as well. So, you know, she is very much a little mini-me. Yeah, cool. In all of the greatest and most terrifying ways possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> so does she look like you? Uh, a little bit. Um, and uh, she also... Um, she, she also dresses like me, or tries to dress like me. Really? And uh, so, of course, I'm famous for my fishnets, and if I would let her, she would wear fishnets to school all the time. Why don't you let her? That, Like, fishnets... Fishnets? <laughs> they sound sexual, but they're not. Like, they look like leggings. They, were, they, they would be sexual if you were wearing nothing but fishnets. Well, sure. But don't they just look like black leggings? Not really. No? Not really. Okay. No. No. <laughs> Turns out Ogden doesn't know a lot about fishnets. That's fine. That's, I, it would be weird if he did, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and then that's the new thing now. So that? I should get Alicia and a pair of fishnets, is what you're saying. I, that I, that I could be a good time for me. It yeah, could wow. Be. It could be. There's many varieties. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, this is the mini-me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like you. Yeah, she does. <laughs> but she looks like her father, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's Aww. a good mix of both. Oh, she's cool. She's got brown eyes. Yes. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, oh, so she gets that from Dad. Yeah. She gets the hair color from Dad. Yeah, yeah, because Brent has red hair, right? Mm-hmm. But her hair is like a strawberry blonde. Yeah. 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 And I think that's probably how it will stay. She like she likes milkshake. Is that milkshakes? Oh, that is a shamrock shake. Milkshake. Shamrock shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as she would tell you, uh, you know, mom, the other members of the family just don't get McDonald's the way you and I do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a great McDonald's commercial though. You should approach them <laughs> about getting a sponsorship. I have a very contentious love hate relationship with McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been trying not to go. Mm. It's it's not been easy. Um, I did break it down and get a mama cheeseburger on the way here. Yep. 
just can't stay away from the fast food, man. I try so hard. Well, I've Especially been... lately, like, I've been going to Sobeys and getting um, our Superstore and getting, like, a little, you know, piece of fried chicken and macaroni, mm -hmm. which is maybe not better, but it's at oh, least no. changing the habit. Yeah. <laughs> I've also gotten, like, you know... Uh, those yogurt granola fruit things yes um, but they can be a little bit pricey but on the other hand if you do get one of those and say it costs five bucks for argument's sake you'd spend five or ten bucks at the fast food joint oh absolutely so I am trying like um, this weekend I promised my girlfriend that I, we don't have a lot of money I was promising her that I wouldn't eat out very right. much um, so I had a piece of pizza last night had a burger here on the way, so I'm going over to the Superstore. I'm going to load up. I brought some tuna and a, what do you call them, can opener. Oh, good. I'm going to mix up some tuna, and uh, that'll make the hotel room smell really nice. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. My cat would love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have all the neighborhood cats over there with me. I'm sure I'll be invited back if I do that. But, yeah, no, i got to go get some uh, instant noodles. Right, see, full circle. Right back to him. I know, right? <laughs> and there's no way to feel... Uh, it's just like feeling young again. Yeah. <laughs> Touring, eating. Yeah, I mean, you haven't really lived until you've eaten instant noodles out of a mug. That's right, yeah. <laughs> the only way to get hot water is the coffee, so your, hot, your noodles taste slightly like coffee. Yep, yeah, yeah. Which is not I, a bad thing. When I did Chuckles last time, I don't know if you know this, but Hampton Inn has a wonderful little selection of individual serving Chef Boyardee pastas. Really? And at two in the morning, I was like, yeah, that's what I need is a can of ravioli. And really? Yeah. And I had a microwave, so it was perfect. Um, except by the time I got the whole thing prepared, I realized there was like no fork or spoon in the room. <laughs> and I was just like way too stoned and drunk. And I was like, I can't go back down to this lobby again and admit to this human being that I need a spoon. So instead, I just <laughs> took out one of the coffee stir sticks, one of the little plastic ones. Yeah. And I just speared the little ravioli. You harpooning ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. <laughs> Very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I what love that. What wild things does Robertson get up to at two in the morning? Well, you know, mostly pasta related. Oh my god, you gotta try that on harpooning ravioli. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny, man. I, I it'd be interesting to do like a little expose on all of the different things comedians have done to survive. Yep. It'd be really cool. You'd have to. That would be hard to get all the research, but um, not that hard because I think anyone that's been on the road for any amount of time. Has like I've heard of people making grilled cheeses on the irons. Wow. Yeah, like heat up that iron, right? Yeah. And then instead of clothes, you're pressing uh, butter-covered bread and cheese. I feel bad for the next person that has to use that iron. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I've heard it's been done. Now the only experience I've had with uh, being a refugee. <laughs> Basically, is another way to say a professional comedian. Um, was one time in Edmonton, I was so poor, I literally had nothing. I had and I had enough money to go next door to Safeway. Yeah, I think that's a grocery chain out there. And I got peanut butter, uh, bananas, and bread. And got back to the hotel room and was like. I have no way to 
cut up my banana and I also have no knife. I can't spread my peanut butter. What am I going to do? Went down to the lobby. I was like, could I have a knife? And they were like, what kind of knife? Like, what do you... And I'm like, well, I got to make peanut butter sandwiches. And I was really embarrassed. And they were just like, oh, sorry, the kitchen's closed. I'm like, okay, um, do you have a key? And can you get me? Is it possible, a knife? I mean, I would love you forever. And they're just like, nope, not my job. And I was just like, oh, my God, you're the most terrible person I've ever met. You know I'm eating peanut butter. You psycho. So I went back to my hotel room, and I used the hotel key card to cut up my bananas and spread my peanut butter. It was the saddest. But also the most wholesome thing that a comic has done with their hotel key card in a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes, I shudder to think what was done with that hotel key card before I used it as my culinary device. Wow. It's, see, like stories like that, you know, and like you say, harpooning ravioli with uh, coffee stir sticks. That's the most interesting stuff, you know. That, that to me, that's those are the stories. I love the stories of comedy. Oh, same. I mean, all of this is reminding me of the time in this, in this hotel, probably like 10, 11 years ago. And uh, do you remember Mike Cliff? I know of Mike Cliff. I, I think I may have met him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever worked with him, but I've heard of him. It was the only time I think he ever came out here. Anyway, uh, we were hanging out. We had gone for a walk in Point Pleasant Park. And anyway, and then we came back here before showtime. And uh, it's like this time of year, springtime. And he opens his window, which is like way high up. And then he, and he's a super tall dude. And he's just like reaching out the window. And, uh, and I'm not really paying any attention. And then he just reappears with this package. Smoked salmon? I've been keeping it in my fridge on the windowsill outside. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, if it's if it's if it's like four degrees or less outside, I the guess windowsill is a fridge. That's right. And Mike Cliff knows this. Oh yes. <laughs> and yeah, no. And then I was like, "Are you sure that's safe?" And he's just like, "Yeah." He explains the temperature thing to me, and then he's like, "Besides, it's smoked. You're fine." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, smoked. Yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> smoked salmon. Yeah, you're you're pretty good if you keep it cool. Yeah, but yeah, he was just eating like a wild bear. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Now, in Nunavut, when I went to Nunavut, meat there is like four breasts of chicken in a package would be $60. So, you can't eat meat. No. Right? That's yeah. just, even though we were making $9,000 an hour, it's still not... Um, fiscally responsible to oh, so yeah. what we did was we <laughs> we got a cooler bag we put all the meat in the cooler bag it takes about approximately 24 hours to travel there so in the cooler bag that means when you actually get to none of it you'll have all this unthawed meat right so but you just refreeze it you and you, you take the risk, yeah. right? And um, sometimes it's not completely unfrozen, so it's not much of a stretch, but it's still, like, sketchy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I did. And you check it, and Air Canada's got questions. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, going to none of it. They're like, what? <laughs> they feel. I think they feel bad that you're going to none of it, so they're like, all right. <laughs>
Where can people see your comedy, and how, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, uh, you can find me on all manner of social media, uh, Catherine Robertson. Um, at Catherine Robertson on? Uh, it's at C. Robertson on Twitter, and at uh, RobertsonC83 on Instagram. Okay. And my website is CatherineRobertson.ca. All right, great seeing you, buddy. Great to see you too, bud.